Today we have Tim Head with us, the executive director of the Faith and Freedom Coalition, and we're going to be talking about Georgia. Excited to have you here. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, we, we are all becoming uh, experts on Georgia politics across the country, aren't we? We definitely are. Uh, all eyes are on Georgia right now because there is a runoff going on between Warnock and Herschel Walker. It'll be interesting to see how things are panning out. You know a lot about Georgia voters because many voters are conservative. This was traditionally a conservative state that has been swinging to the left. What do you think are the top things that Georgians are going to care about when casting their vote? Well, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, clearly there's uh, there's kind of different layers or kind of rungs to these things. So uh, so obviously the, <clears throat> the, the the different kind of swaths, the basic swaths of, of Georgia uh, voters are um, we've got a lot of um, a lot of very conservative, usually uh, faith uh, faith based voters, usually evangelicals, a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, uh, Catholics as well, and then some other kind of smaller uh, religious sects. Uh, so so you've got kind of this this large faith based component, which uh, at this point is a little over seventy five percent, almost eighty percent of the of the Republican Party in Georgia for the most part are, are basically conservative faith based voters. Then on the far left, you know, you have um, uh, very kind of ideological voters. Those are usually in, in city centers, although, you know, you're over in Augusta. There's uh, there's a large um, university and medical school uh, there in Augusta, uh, the largest medical school, medical school in Georgia. And so there are a lot of people that are uh, kind of tethered to the um, to the university and the medical school over there in Augusta that are that are very interested in um, and kind of like health spending and and. Uh, and you know Medicaid expansion and things of that nature, um, and then uh, you know you got uh, sort sort of rural voters that um, historically had been you know maybe the 70s, 80s, and 90s maybe were kind of blue dog Democrats that uh, that flipped over in the in the 2000s and 2010s to become uh, more Republican voters, and they're more conservative generally speaking, but they not may not be kind of ideological voters. They're more kind of um, you know they 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 are heavily reliant, for instance, on on uh, the farm bill. You know is one thing that a lot of people may not kind of think about in Georgia. A lot of peanut farmers uh, and and uh, other kinds of uh, of, of uh, farmers and crops that are contemplated in the farm bill, and so you know that may uh, kind of trend or tend a little bit more uh, towards some kind of pro pro government kinds of voters there that are that are even though they're rural voters. So there's kind of it's a little bit of a, of a um, there's some nuances to Georgia that may not always play out in other states. Raphael Warnock goes by Reverend Warnock and calls himself a pro-choice pastor. Do you think that there is awareness that he is so radical for abortion? Largely, the answer is yes. Uh, although there, um, you know, now that we've uh, we, we're a, a week and a half, almost two weeks uh, removed from uh, from the election, from the first election, uh, we've we've seen that there were um, almost two hundred thousand voters in Georgia who voted for Brian Kemp, uh, who also voted for Raphael Warnock, and um, and so that's uh, you know I don't know that that's necessarily those those are pretty clearly were not overly like ideological or kind of public policy oriented voters. There's probably a lot of personality involved 
uh, in that. And um, and look, you know, one of the hard things about uh, about the the Warnock campaign against Herschel Walker is uh, spent probably 125 to 135 million dollars um, really hammering Herschel Walker on some challenges that that uh, that Walker had you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago in, uh, in his family. And um, look, I mean, any kind of challenging story like that that gets $120 million spent against it, it's going to reverberate in, in some corners of the state. So out of 4 million voters, uh, the votes that were cast, 3.96 million voters roughly um, that, that were cast in December, I'm sorry, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, November, um, you know, when, when almost 200,000 of those um, uh, kind of listen carefully to those Warnock hit, hit pieces. Um, that's that's all it takes. You know, he, he won by, um, or he, he has a lead of, of uh, almost 40,000, 37, 38,000 votes. Uh, so I, I do think it's important for more and more uh, Georgians, those last kind of 200,000, if you will, uh, to, to get the memo that, uh, that Herschel Walker in, is indeed a pro-life, um, he carries life in his, in his own personal values and would do, do so in his public life and his, and his uh, public servant, whereas Raphael Warnock has uh, has now a, a clear demonstrated history, not only rhetorically, but on on in his votes of being uh, pretty rabidly pro-choice, as a matter of fact, not just kind of in the, a, a few kind of challenging exceptions. He, he across the board is just a he is an, a, a pro-choice and frankly, I would just argue a pro-abortion candidate. It's interesting that you mentioned the lead. A lot of that is due to that they started early voting only in democratically heavy areas on Saturday and all of early voting across Georgia started today. So we saw Cobb County, they started early voting. They are more heavily democratic. That is Atlanta. And then here in Augusta, they were not able to start early voting until today. Do you think that there is an agenda behind that? Well, I don't, I don't know that there's an agenda. The, the uh, Georgia Assembly um, worked with the Secretary of State to basically give counties discretion uh, on that. And um, so not surprisingly, um, most, uh, this is kind of known in politics, that, uh, that Democrats tend to vote more early and Republicans uh, tend to vote more on election day. And so um, it's not surprising that Democrat-led uh, counties would also be more inclined. Basically, the, the assembly uh, allowed counties to open as early as Saturday, the 26th, um, but no later than the 28th. <clears throat> and so, you know, again, not surprisingly, you'd see uh, Democrat-led counties open as early as possible, and Republican-led counties tend to to open later. What was your thoughts on the court case regarding these early voting? Did you get to hear about that at all? Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure about uh, the specific court case, um, you know. But uh, I, I would say uh, that, that we'll hear um, th there will be some uh, some consternation uh, around, uh, you know, in some some of these counties. Again, uh, you know, there there are some some other kind of discretion discretionary practices that are given to, to counties uh, that, uh, that you'll find that basically a lot of kind of blue counties will will push the envelope on on certain things that uh, that Republican counties won't push the envelope on early voting or uh, absentee voting, for instance. Um, and so, you know, there, there, there will probably be some, uh, um, 
you know, consternation or, or sort of uh, some some slightly slightly uh, incongruent uh, practices across the the state, which are uh, it's a bit uh, it's not totally unique to Georgia. A, a number of other states do uh, do allow kind of county by county um, uh, uh, variance, you know, slight variance within rules. Uh, but but in such a heightened state like this, where such divide, you know, blue counties versus red counties. Are, are pretty stark these days. You'll you'll see those um, those contrasts um, really amplified. I guess you, you can say in this uh, in this short voting window. I do think that it's an important that probably the biggest variation here, uh, the two biggest biggest variations we'll say are one you know whether whether those um, Kemp Warnock unusual voters come back, um, which I, my my personal um, feeling is that they are less likely to return to the ballot. And then, secondly, um, basically, are the 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 um, <clears throat> northwest and northeast Georgians, which are heavily Trump com- uh, country, they did not come back uh, at a, at a large enough rate in the runoff in 2020, or you know, technically in January of 2021. So those are those. That's the other kind of like X factor is is will uh, the most conservative voters in northwest and northeast georgia uh come back out and so that's probably where the most energy and kind of effort is being exerted so i just checked before we hopped on and 181,000 voters have already voted in this election what do you think the turnout is going to be and do you think that herschel walker will pull ahead in the end yeah, good question. That is uh, that is the, uh, the the question of the day. And so I would say um, there again, there were almost just shy of four million voters uh, votes that were cast in uh, in in January. And I'm sorry, in November of this election cycle. Um, I think that that probably the the kind of general rule of thumb is about eighty to eighty five percent turnout. I think if it's an eighty five percent turnout, uh, that probably means that um, that. Uh, Walker wins. If it's an 80% turnout, I think that probably means that that uh, Warnock wins. So basically, I, I, I would almost say whoever gets to to 1,650,000 votes first uh, probably is the winner here. And um, and I, I personally think uh, you know this is a very very close call. Um, but I, I actually think that Walker, that Walker is is um, has a very very good chance of of eking this thing out. You said something very interesting. You said that you think that the Warnock and Kemp voters are going to switch to Walker this time. Why do you think that that is? Well, uh, more specifically, I actually just don't know that they're going to vote. I think that they were voting uh, on uh, based on the, the the governor's race there. Uh, and so, uh, so they were either heavily animated, you know, in favor of Kemp, or possibly animated against uh, the prospect of a Stacey Abrams governorship in Georgia. And I think that was very mobilizing, uh, either for economic purposes or a lot of those voters for uh, for school related purposes. Um, uh, uh, Abrams, throughout the the um, COVID shutdowns, w- was. Uh, very uh, animated about criticizing Kemp for reopening schools, but a lot of um, mothers actually liked that. They liked that there was a uh, there was a short, uh, relatively short shutdown, um, but kids were back in classrooms very quickly. And Abrams was very, very um, 
um, very hostile towards that idea. And so I, I actually think that they were very mobilized um, on the governor's race, um, but just uh, for, for a variety of reasons, were not uh, overly um, sold, if you will, on, uh, on Herschel Walker. Um, so I, I just think that, um, that they, they're, they're more interested in the governor's race than the senator's race in those cases. So there is a anti-Joe Biden movement going on right now because we've been seeing all the high inflation and Warnock votes 96% with Biden. Do you think that will make a difference when voters put Warnock and Biden so closely together? Uh, the short answer is yes, I do think that that is, um, that is a, a compelling um, uh, kind of tick against uh, against Warnock, and I, it's it's no coincidence, obviously, that uh, that uh, Joe Biden has not been to Georgia. He will not be. To, uh, he did not come to Georgia during the during the um, the kind of home stretch of the uh, October November race, and he also um, has no plans to come during this runoff. Conversely, um, interestingly, we are going to see uh, Barack Obama come to town. Um, so uh, you know, my, uh, this this afternoon, or I guess tonight, there's a, a, a Dave Matthews uh, free concert in Cobb County. Uh, so you know, we're going to see a lot of this kind of celebrity Hollywood. You know, a little bit of New York City, Oprah Winfrey. You know, th this is actually we've I've seen this now four different times in the last six years here in Georgia. I can I can pretty much tell you uh, which what what day each. Uh, celebrity, Democrat celebrity is going to come and what venue they're going to perform in what county. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, there's a playbook to this now. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see where we'll, Will Farrell come out in a, probably another nine or 10 days and Alyssa Milano will be here probably next weekend. It's, uh, it's, you know, you can kind of set your clock by it. Herschel Walker is actually a little bit of a celebrity himself as he was a famous football player. I'd like to know, what do you think makes Herschel Walker stand out as a conservative candidate against <clears throat> Warnock? It's a good question. And, and uh, I think it's a particularly relevant question because he's known, you know, for kind of uh, in, in public circles, but not necessarily for political um, or, or, or kind of uh, public policy positions, right? So he wasn't elected office. He didn't take uh, I mean, he was essentially a motivational speaker after he after he left being a, a football player, and um, so he's he's spoken to corporations across the country. Um, you know, he uh, he's a part of a, a veterans. Uh, he's a co-owner in a company with some vet veterans, and then he also um, has a uh, he and his family have a, a nonprofit that serves veterans. Uh, so he's he's um, he he is somewhat known in certain circles. Uh, for, for some kind of positions that I guess could have some public policy implications. But for the most part, um, he's just been kind of a, a public figure, like you would think of any other athlete or musician or, you know, maybe movie star or something. And, and um, so it's taken a little bit of time. Uh, his name recognition is extraordinarily high. Uh, can't get any higher, basically. Um, but, uh, but it's taken a while for people to, to be convinced, either to learn what his public policies are or to become uh, comfortable with, you know, just kind of his his character and integrity, and the, that's not common, not not uncommon for um, for a public figure that then tries to kind of segue into into public service, is uh, people know their name or their reputation, but they don't. They're still the jury's out on whether or not they trust him. They know him, but do they trust him? 
And so, uh, so that's, that's what Herschel Walker's campaign is trying to do right now is, is trying to kind of bind uh, his, his views uh, with, with uh, voters. And he speaks uh, constantly, actually, uh, on, on matters of faith and on certainly matters related to life. Um, I mentioned veterans uh, on kind of first responders, you know, um, the firemen, uh, um, uh, public, uh, you know, ver various other kind of uh, public uh, public servants. And so he's uh, I think that, that the message is getting around quickly and um, and is, is doing well. Uh, and I think more and more people are kind of getting comfortable and kind of familiar with him and, and, and kind of his opinions more so than just, you know, whether he scored touchdowns on Saturday or Sunday. He just put out an ad with Riley Gaines, who is known for speaking out against the issue of having to compete against transgender people <laughs> in sports and did an ad specifically saying we want to keep women in sports. What is your thoughts on that? And do you think that that is a big issue in Georgia that is going to make a difference when people come out to the polls? Well, it certainly is a uh, it's it's become kind of a hot button uh, issue. I mean, across the country, not just in Georgia, and um, and I would say in rural areas, um, that's actually probably a little bit more of a of an animating uh, topic or, or subject. And so, you know, in particular, the 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 Atlanta media market kind of stretches up to the uh, the border of South Carolina and up towards the border of Tennessee, and then over to the border of of uh, of Alabama as well. And so I think he's particularly trying to kind of uh, reach out and communicate <clears throat> in a real, uh, you know, compelling kind of uh, fervent way, an absolute way uh, to those voters, especially kind of in, in rural uh, areas. Again, kind of the, the, the congressional 14th district, the congressional 9th district and the congressional 11th districts, uh, which are all around Atlanta. They kind of ble bleed into suburban Atlanta, but they really are exurbs and and rural areas. And I think that that's what that message is, is especially kind of uh, targeted towards. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to be praying for Georgia. Well, uh, please, uh, please do. And I'm glad you're here in Georgia uh, for, for a few days here. And uh, we uh, look forward to good news on December the 6th.